0: Habiso Musia on SAFM
1: okay so let's get straight into our conversation then just discussing medical matters and medical issues in uh, sport and serious issues also and uh, we will be discussing different topics in this future like we've done um in the past and i think it's important that we do keep it going now that we've brought it back i think we took a break of a month or even two there uh, with the previous producer Velile elilemiando who was with us but uh who joins us on the line now uh, but legs good evening and thanks again for joining us in
2: studio Good evening, Taviso, and good evening to our listeners. Uh, thank you. I'm very much happy to be back on the show so that we continue with our conversation when it comes to sports medicine and science.
1: Yes, and credit to you for also suggesting this future and uh, suggesting that we discuss these serious issues in sport. But I'm going to have to ask you to reintroduce yourself for those maybe who've missed our initial
2: conversations. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Taviso. Uh my name is Ntlantla Gift Nlovo, uh, a physiotherapist at UJ and also a physiotherapist of Bafana-Bafana. Uh, uh, I can say generally I'm a sports physiotherapist in South Africa, also a CEO of uh, Gift Physios and Partners, uh, which is also uh, working in sports medicine and science okay wonderful
1: thanks for that talking about being a physio i was at the airport last night um for other reasons and i saw a lot of people that came back on the flight from case from deb and cramping they obviously came back from comrades because some had their medals around their necks there but they couldn't walk properly as a, as a as a physio what advice do you have for them to loosen those legs
2: hey comrades <laughs> time it's always a challenge Taviso. uh remember running that d- distance with the uh, uphill and uh, you know downhill mm. it, it works very hard on the muscles recovery it's very key <coughs> it, it's very key and the most uh, easiest and quick recovery way after you know the activity like the running uh recently now in sports medicine we 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 always talk of icing mm-hmm. because ice is the quickest way for the muscles to to can recover, to be able to to take out that lactic acid from from the body. So through ice, uh, it 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 helps like a like lot. Ice baths? I'm coming to ice bath. <laughs> you know, after such a, a hectic activity, a, a a runner can you know quickly go to maybe the hotel, you mm. put some ice in a bath and you submerge yourself into the bathtub. Five minutes, mm. you're done. So do you if, go if in if your you're whole too, body? If you're too afraid, yeah. Uh, for example, with the runners, uh, obviously the legs. Uh-huh. So oh, okay. from waist down, uh, you just sit there inside the ice. Mm. But you can also do an alternate uh, a session where maybe you go for a minute into the ice then you get out you quickly go to a shower a warm shower for a minute come back to the ice same thing you know Mm. keep on alternating maybe for five minutes Mm. and uh, after that the results will be marvelous Mm. then you can also after doing you know that technique also go for the recovery massage you know To just relax the muscles so that they can quickly come back and
1: and is it normal for the cramping to happen after 90 kilometers of running after 12 hours of running or 10 hours or can it be avoided
3: Uh,
1: because i saw some guys at the airport they were fine they were walking properly maybe they did the ice baths but is
2: there a way to not to not cramp uh, without the recovery there's no way that you cannot cramp because obviously the body, it, it, you know, accumulates a lot of lactic acid. So once you have uh, too much lactic acid in the muscles, definitely you are going to, to, to cramp. And then also the issue of uh, the strength of the muscles when mm-hmm. you're preparing, you know, for for, th- for the comrades or whatever uh, distance that will be running how do you prepare your muscles are your muscles at the level that they can take you know that uh, distance so unfortunately with uh, runners uh, because of the addiction of running some of them you mm-hmm. find that they have injuries you know predisposed injuries before they even go to to the race but uh, they will always say no we'll run it off so they will run and until they don't feel the pain now the body is numb and finish the race, but afterwards then you will feel you will feel the aftermath.
1: so it doesn't mean the pain is gone if you don't feel it. no, it it's doesn't just that the body's used to it. the body, is
2: used, the body it is used to it now the body is numb, the brain is blocking that pain so but you'll feel it afterwards
1: okay, interesting. and what about rest um I mean, how much rest do you need to take after you've run? For 12 hours, or for half a day?
2: <laughs> uh, it's advisable to, 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 to have enough rest. Obviously, after such a hectic uh, day, you know, to, to have a sleep more than 8 to, to 10, 12 hours, you know, of rest, uh, it's always advisable. You know, allow the muscles to, to recover on their own with your legs up. Put your legs up, yeah. yeah. You know, Mm. Allow, allow the body, you know, itself to, to, to also recover on its own.
1: And, and on that note, what are, what are some of the common injuries or after effects after such a grueling race?
2: Uh, with the runners, obviously the muscles are the first ones. Mm. And then you'll have ankles and the knees. Because remember, uh, with the running, the impact, it's on your knees and uh, your, your ankles. The muscles, they get injured because of the load and the strain that you take, especially if they are not uh, properly conditioned. Mm. So you end up having those muscle uh, injuries. And then you can have other injuries from falling, you know, but those are not uh, very common injuries. Yeah, But uh, the most common ones is where you sprained your ankle or you'll find that maybe you have sprained uh, your knee, MCL or LCL, uh, (coughs) and and then the muscle tear, the calves themselves, you'll find your calves now becoming very tense and tight. So those are the most common ones. Then the back, lower back, Ah. it also uh, feature into those injuries
1: okay interesting we've got a physio here we've also got a doctor that's just about to join us on the line just to d- discuss these uh, issues if you have any questions if you're running comrades also or not even comrades uh, any any questions you might ask we want to ask about injuries or something related please get in touch with us the so whatsapp voice number 61 or they can just go to gift physios and partners eh?
2: most definitely
1: for further consultations
2: yeah for further consultation and uh, review yes
1: but well done to all of you i saw a lot of you at the airport cramping there was a gentleman and his wife there they were Cramping, but still holding hands, eh? (laughs) Still holding hands to the parking lot. That's the passion. That's the passion passion of comrades, eh?
2: Comrades, yeah. Yeah,
1: No, Love is always the winner, (laughs) comrades. But um, we also have on the line Dr. Crosby Mlungwa, who's also joining us and is part of this uh, conversation tonight. Uh, Dr. Mlungwa, good evening and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM tonight. Uh,
0: Good evening, interviewer and the listeners of SAFM.
1: Thank you, Doc. I'm going to ask the same for you, like I did with, uh, with Ntlantla, like just to give us some background on Dr. Crosby
0: Mlungwa. Uh Dr. Crosby Mulungwa is a sports physician, uh, who is part of the directors of uh, Sports Medicine Africa, uh, based in Renberg. Uh, also done the Olympics, uh, the recent ones, the Tokyo mm. I was the chief, uh, I was the medical officer of the under 23 uh, soccer team mm. and uh, also been a part of uh, SAFA medical team and uh, part of being a SASCOC medical team.
1: Okay, wonderful. So you also with uh, Dr. Ngwenya there, Dr. Tulani Ngwenya?
0: Yeah, I'm with uh, Sports Medicine Africa, yes. I'm the, one of the directors with Dr. Ngwenya, Dr. Jerome Mampani. Yes the springbok doctor and uh, also dr musha the springbok ladies doctor
1: okay wonderful thanks for that background dr crosby mlunga well, we were just talking comrades now um sadly there were two deaths at comrades this year it's it's i don't want to say it's 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 not unusual but we always hear about this after after the comrades or so sometimes it's underreported or not even reported at all these deaths that happen at comrades I, are they a concern for you what's your reaction when something like this happens
0: yeah, firstly, Taviso, I will pass my condolences to the families and the, to the athletics uh, population as a whole. And uh, may their are so in peace. Uh, Taviso, Comrade uh, is a big event and uh, is a very demanding event. Uh, it needs uh, proper uh, preparations. And on top of that, which people who are not taking care of it, is that we need to do a pre-participation a screening. Mm-hmm. That is the most important thing which we have to do. Because in all events, a bigger event, you go to the World Cup, you go to a football World Cup, you go to any major tournament. To participate there, you need the pre-participation a medical screening, which has to be cleared by the doctors that this person can participate in this major event.
1: So are you saying it should be internal, it should be done by the organizers, or can somebody go do it it outside and just say that they are fine, they can take part in comrades?
0: My thinking is, uh, as a major event, is it has to be done. Uh, even outside, but you must come with the report that you have been cleared, that is, you have to come and participate. Because you know that people, they want to participate. Mm. And uh, if, they, if anyone want to participate, people, they can practice, but it's not about practicing. Mm. It's about your body. If it's, that body is prepared to take that uh, punishment. Okay. Um, is, if
2: if if I may come in uh, briefly the tabiso, wha- what uh, Dr Mlungwa is talking about I- it talks uh, really to our topic of today because uh, one of the reasons uh, now we we saying it is important that uh, athletes should be uh, assessed Uh, It's because of the issue of the rise of uh, sudden cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. So without the pre-tournament screening, uh, how do you pick up if Taviso has a heart problem? But once you are able to do that pre-tournament screening, then that's where you can pick up that no, there's irregularities in Taviso's heart. Then... Uh, precautions and other interventions then they can come in so it, it is true what dr mulunga is saying that mm. it is important that we should have that pre tournament uh, assessment as a mandatory process in throughout all the sporting codes especially when it comes to professional events
1: on that note then Tanka, what is sudden cardiac arrest how do you how do you explain that <coughs>
2: Uh Certain cardiac arrest, it, it, it's when your heart loses its normal rhythm, how it usually pumps, you know, uh, the blood. Uh, when your heart now starts to beat very fast and or sometimes it freezes, it, it stops pumping, you know, the, the blood. So then everything stops because the muscles of the heart now, they are losing its rhythm of pumping. You know, the blood in the normal way that it's supposed to be. So once it stops, uh, there's no blood flow, you know, into the brain, into the whole body. Because now the heart, it's not pumping. the You know, the the heart is, is the engine of mm-hmm, the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Without the, the heart pumping the blood uh, to the whole body, starting with the brain. Uh, if you are not res- resuscitated in, in time, mm-hmm. you're gone.
1: And and can one feel when this when something is wrong?
2: Uh most definite. Uh, you can come in, dog.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh what I wanted to add on yes, that dog. on the heart arrest, you see. Uh is through sudden uh stoppage of the heart, which can be temporary if uh it can be uh, recuperated. But what is happening is that there is a sudden stop, a function of the heart, loss of breathing, and then a loss of consciousness. All those things happen at the go. If you've seen someone without any fall or without any uh, without being touched, the person just collapse, and then those things happen. The first thing which comes to your mind is the uh, cardiac arrest mm. and then we, we know that. As uh, Ntata said, the heart is pumping blood, the oxygenated blood, to the whole parts of the body, to the vital organs. So the most vital organ, which is the brain, uh, if it doesn't receive oxygenated blood for the next coming five minutes, then that brain is dead, the brain cells are dead. So even you can recover after that time, you can be brain dead, or you can be more uh, neurologically uh, impaired because of brain damage, because of the lack of oxygen. So usually when it comes, the cardiac arrest, there is no warning which is coming. It just happens a day. If there is a warning, it might be the weakness, feeling of weakness, weak feeling of the heart pumping, racing. Uh, we call it tachycardia. They had just started to race abnormally in such a way, you can't say. But those are the few signs which are uncommon. Mm-hmm. But most of the people they will tell you there's no signs. You see, they just collapse without anything.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned brain damage because just uh, just recently there's a player from Ix Amsterdam, former player now Abdel Nori, He suffered brain damage after collapsing, um, I think it was pre-season uh, and Against Varda Bremen, he was in a coma for a very long time. He is making mm. some progress now, and they said it was cardiac arrhyth- arrhythmia. Talk. Is that yeah. is, is that it? Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yes, yes. cardiac. Yeah. When you said we have the the racing of the heart, mm. what happened with cardiac arrest is uh, the, bra- uh, the 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 heart. I mean, it pumps in a regular uh, in a regular pattern, mm. normal pattern. Uh, Which is a normal pattern, which is we have a systole and test tube. And then uh, what happened is that you'll find that uh, the electrical impulses which are happening to the heart, the heart is having its own electrical pulses. It's like uh, electrification in the house. If it started to misfire, that is arrhythmias. If it started to, we call it arrhythmias, you started to misfire the most common ones, which are ventricular arrhythmias. You'll find that. The ventricles are just contracting in an, in a, it's not in the orderly fashion, mm. it's in the bizarre fashion. Then that is where it causes the cardiac arrest. These are the most common uh, cause of the cardiac arrest. We call them the arrhythmias, what you are saying, uh, that, is, okay. that is irregular pattern uh, of the heart.
1: Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are in conversation with Dr. Crosby Mlungwa and also and they are joining us in studio uh, tonight or they joining us this um, this discussion tonight, just to talk about medical issues um, in sport, uh, sports medicine issues, and also the prevalence of sudden cardiac arrests in sports. We're not necessarily focusing on comrades. I'm just making reference to comrades because it happened recently. So let's be clear that I, I've mentioned the player of Ajax now. And I was actually at the tournament that I mentioned earlier on about a basketball player in basketball Egypt. Basketball player in yes, Egypt. That yes, that also yes. collapsed on court. We're going to get into that, but I just want to go to the lines and also acknowledge the people that have sent us voice notes. Um, Colin from Cape Town. Good evening, my friend.
4: (laughs) Good evening, good evening. We're not talking rugby today, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I sat on the phone last night for 15 minutes. Sorry, Colin. It was one Uh, of those days. You were talking about wedding bells and banners and all that (laughs) stuff. Okay, pal. (laughs) Good evening to your guest. Good evening to your guest. Good evening, Colin.
0: Good evening, good evening.
4: Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. okay yeah. Um, do you know something? I heard Tabisu saying, an uh, uh, 18-year-old hockey player, school practicing or something like that. Do you know, um, they should start from school because children like to play sport and knowing, not knowing, the uh, their ailments and things like that. That should be given to the school. If they got asthma or one kidney or something like that kids want to play sport they won't Won't tell their teachers or something like that there's no history of it so they should start from the very very beginning but now let's go to like um uh, boxing you sorry uh, colin are you talking about
1: checkups checkups okay okay
4: yeah and uh, uh, uh medical records School should have medical records of the, of the children. You can't, you can't play mm. sport because you're asthma sufferer. You've got one kidney, you can't play sport or whatever it is. So it should start mm. there. Now, boxing, boxing, you get um, checked by your doctor a couple of hours or a day or so before time. But now, combinations mm. marathon and bigger sport like that, how many days before the big game must you be checked? Say three days, four days a week. Between that four days and the game of the match, you could suffer from from something, but yet you are cleared. You, you understand what I'm trying to get? Mm-hmm. And uh, the communist marathon, okay. is, is, the communist marathon can be very hard to test everybody, and, uh, and um, uh, the, the, the organizers won't be able to afford it. So if you go and show them you are cleared, we've got such a lot of fraudulent, uh, forgery going on in this country. Mm. People that really want to run a comrades will get a doctor certificate. I'm clear. So, Thanks what do you think? Okay, sh-
1: okay, 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 Colin. Okay, Colin. Uh, maybe let's start with the ones of the, 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 the checkups. I don't know who wants to take that. Um, he says the checkups yeah. maybe is Good. it advisable to start yeah. them at a younger age, even at school?
2: Most definitely, y- yeah. It, it, yeah, it is advisable. Uh, just that because of uh, technical issues when it comes to schools budget wise and uh, that's where our, our our government comes into place we have a uh, department of education mm-hmm. we we have department of sports and recreation and they always sign an
1: MOU every year
2: yeah so the conversation between the two departments and other stakeholders that's where they they come in for example like now uh, Gift Physios and Partners uh, is having uh, a contract with the Department of Sports in Pumalang. Mm -hmm. That's where we come in to bring those services for for the athletes, Mm. you know, the players when they're going to to tournaments and and all that. But we still need to sit down, uh, revisit uh, the whole program. Mm. I think Dr. Crosby and Sports Medicine Africa, they also have the same contract in, in, in Limpopo where we need to, to reintroduce also the same program of saying uh, what we do for high-performance programs mm, in terms I of see. assessments, you know, all the, the school children that are participating in, in those tournaments, they should go through the same assessment so that we have a background uh, of what illnesses do they have or not. Okay, Dr. Crosby,
0: do yeah. you want to weigh in on uh, that? Yeah, to add on that, uh, it's true. Uh, Sports Medicine Africa. We have the same uh, contract with Limpopo Department of Sports, mm. and then where we categorize the 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 codes, the sporting codes, that these are these squads of high performance. The squads of high performance. What we do every year, we do the pre-participation uh, medical examination of all the athletes in that code. Code. We screen them. We check, paying particular attention on the cardiovascular system. And then once we have that, we have the records. So for the whole year, we know that these teams, these players or these athletes, they have been screened. We don't have any particular problem with them. We allow them to participate. We allow them to be trained the way they want to be trained. And we prescribe the programs. That is how we are doing it here in Lipop. On top of that, uh, what he was saying, uh, the listener who get in, he said, Is imp- uh, all impossible? Yes, it's all impossible because it's a group of people in Comrade Marathon. Yes, it's all impossible. But you see, with sports medicine, we believe in prevention. We don't believe in treating. It's more of a prevention which must do. Mm-hmm. So we have to prevent to prevent these things. We must come with the way how do we prevent these things? That is another way of doing pre participation medical screening. That is another way of preventing.
1: Okay, and uh, I saw the comment on Twitter from Makashule Ghana, who ran Comrades. I think it's his third now, Makashule uh, Comrades. I'll check on his timeline. I know he tweeted earlier on. He says, I have a different take on the medical clearance certificate for Comrades, especially non-contenders. How far down do you go? Does it include normal local marathons? um and things do happen even when people get tested okay i think that's more of a comment we've got a number of voice notes here so let's listen to this dr crosby lunga as well as who are joining us for this conversation tonight
5: good evening tabiso and your guests um, i've got a recurring um uh, muscle or bum muscle that is that comes and goes what could be
0: the issue there? Please help. Thank you. Bye. The question I'd like to pose to them is, what, do, what could have happened if a runner, a marathon runner, suddenly suffers a cardiac arrest while he is busy running? So I've been told that by some doctors that uh, if you jog you reduce your chance of suffering from cardiac diseases so what really causes a cardiac arrest that sometimes leads to death when a runner when a runner suffers from it while he's busy running good evening people How's it from brownfish
3: good evening everybody this is cindy speaking ENCA News reported today that um, two people died, two are in ICU and 74 people were hospitalised during the Comrades Marathon. Um, Now that seems like a massive increase in people with serious problems during the race. So um, I was wondering, with so many young, fit uh, sports people suddenly in the past two years dying from heart attacks, what is the difference from before two years ago? Um, And I think many people are saying that the experimental COVID vaccines are causing this glaring increase. And some doctors are saying this could well be the cause as well. So um, I would just like to get the opinion of the physiotherapist and the doctor on the show tonight, just to hear what they think about what the possible cause could be. Thanks so much.
0: Good evening, Tavis, and your guests. Uh, what I want to ask is what are the measures and procedures should an athlete or a soccer player followed after they have suffered a cardiac arrest? Uh, like uh, Christian Ericsson had suffered a cardiac arrest, but now has returned to playing professional soccer. Uh, this is Marvelous from Bush Park Regional Trust. I'm listening. Uh, good evening,
2: good evening, Tabiso, and, and your guest, Ngu uh, uh, Chuseya. Tabiso, uh, I heard your doctors uh, or your guest talking about your pre medical checks um, before the tournaments. Can, can, can the doctors miss uh, the signs? And I'm asking these questions based on one, Umak
0: Vivian for where We know what happened. He was playing uh, the tournament uh, before the World Cup. I just forgot the name of the tournament and recently we had to Ericsson of Denmark, collapsing and luckily he survived, he's still playing football
2: and we had um, the former Ivory Coast midfielder, former Newcastle midfielder, I think it happened while he was in China and he passed away Ufabrisu, Ufabrisu Mwamba, as, as, as 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 you have said.
5: Good evening member, your team, your guests and my fellow listeners. I jog every day close to 20 case daily from Monday to Sunday after joking I feel a pain on my left angle is yes, and then again the other pain is on my Achilles tendon on both sides so I'm not sure if maybe I should take that little bit serious or what because I've been postponing that or ignoring I'll listen on the radio thank you uh good evening tabby good evening to uh, your, your guest the physio um you know i have a question about this um, weight issues and especially in a sport like uh cricket which uh, i of course i follow a lot uh, we had the story of lizelle lee where she retired and it was reported that she failed an all-round fitness test, and uh, the were uh, uh, reports that uh, she was, uh, he, he, she had weight issues, in fact. Uh, what, I don't want to say she was overweight, but it was reported that her weight was not what was undesirable uh, in terms of a, a cricketer. The same with a guy like Susanna Magala, who keeps on uh, every time it's time for him to be selected the selectors say that he he must work on his weight he has a big weight so i wanted to know from the physio what is the standard weight for a sports person and maybe if you know uh, that how it works in cricket you can maybe comment on that because this weight issue it's a big thing on cricket thank
1: you okay thanks libra and you've raised some good uh, curious cases here, especially uh the one of lizelli i mean she was player of the season or the play of the season and now all of a sudden she's told she's got too much weight to play cricket or play international cricket sisana magala for me also another one that's dumbfounding he continues to perform in domestic cricket um, and and his coaches say he works as hard as everybody else But he can't lose the weight But they're saying you can't make the national team If you can't lose that weight Regardless of your performances Okay, we're going to take a quick break I've noted all your questions And we'll put them through to our guests If you have more questions Send them to 061-4104-107
0: At SAFM Radio And at Tabisomusia on Twitter
1: Okay, so lots of questions here. Let's start maybe with the first one with Um the physio. I'll give him this one. There was a lady who said that she has a, a recurring muscle injury on her backside, basically, and what could be the cause of
2: that? Thank you, Taviso. Uh, the recurring bum pain, it, mm. it it can come from different uh, things. Firstly, uh, it, it can be a pain radiating from uh, the spine Mm -hmm. uh, because we have nerves that you know passes through the bum so that is one uh, part that can cause the pain on the bum Uh, another one it it, it can be uh, if the the glute muscles the bum muscles themselves if they are uh, short or they are not well conditioned. And now you either playing sports and you overloading, Mm. then they also uh, result to that constant pain. Then you you can have uh, sometimes problem of hamstring shortness or tightness, which if it's not uh, properly handled or managed, Ultimately, it affects also your glute muscles. Mm. So, because they they are interlinked in terms of the movements that they do, they connect to each other. So, if you have one, and then it causes the other one. So, those are are some of the few uh, possible problems that she might uh, need to look into. How do you
1: condition bum
2: muscles then? <laughs> Uh, part of uh, strengthening bar- bum muscles in in, in exercises, uh, the bridge exercise, where you you lie, lie down mm-hmm. with uh, bent uh, knees. Yeah. Oh, and then your body is like in yeah, the air. Then you, pu- oh, you, push, up you push up your body. You push up. Yes. Yeah. And then also the squeezing mm-hmm. while in that position, then you squeeze your palms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also do that that exercise. Oh. And then also moving to, to, to the sides while in that position. Mm. yeah. Then also with the squats, you know, uh, squat exercises, uh, w- either using weights or a bar mm-hmm. where you do your squats, it also works on, on your palms. Uh, with the squats, you're working on uh, your hamstrings, your quads, and, and your palms
1: okay interesting dr crosby i'm gonna crosby Malungo, i'm gonna throw this one to you uh we spoke about cardiac arrest and maybe lack of preparation or the right preparation but what are the other causes especially like the listener said that these people are fit they've prepared to take part in these sporting events uh, but they still get this um these situations what what are some of the other causes of a cardiac arrest sudden cardiac arrest
0: Yes, So I think I must also explain something before I come to that. Okay. Uh, differentiate. The cardiac arrest, sudden cardiac arrest, is when the heart suddenly stopped to pump the blood to the whole body, with a loss of consciousness and also breathing. Whereas a heart attack is when the blood flow to the part of the heart is blocked. So that area of which is supposed to be supplied by blood, oxygenated blood, is not receiving oxygen. It's little bit ischemic because it's not receiving oxygen. It's a little bit dead. That is a heart, a heart attack. Then you get a heart attack. So a heart attack can cause cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. So the other underlying factors which can cause the cardiac uh, arrest. I mentioned earlier that there is a arr- arrhythmias, which is a, uh, the irregular uh, uh, contraction of the uh, heart muscles, which can cause the heart. It might be due to cardiomyopathy. Cardiomyopathy is when the heart muscles are enlarged we can have the hypertrophied cardiomyopathy where the heart heart muscles are dilated, which is dilated cardiomyopathy, hypertrophied cardiomyopathy. Those can cause the the cardiac arrest. Any underlying uh, abnormality of the heart can cause cardiac arrest.
1: And is, is age a, a, a factor um, in this situation,
0: Doc? Yes. The age also contributes. We have the athletes, anyone we know that if it's uh, maybe below the age of 35, I think it's 35, 35 or 40, if they have cardiac arrest, the most common cause at that age, it can be hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, Whereas on the other age, we have coronary artery disease, which is the also heart attack, also the hypertension. It can cause cardiac arrest. It also play a part. In the age.
1: Okay, I'm just going through the questions. There was a lady that um, said, a listener that said that there are still people in ICU um, after the Comrades Marathon, and it seems like there's been an increase over the past few years, and. I think the question is basically, could it be linked to vaccinations?
0: Okay, they have that uh, a theory that vaccination can do that. But what I can do, uh, what I can say is the myocarditis, which is the inflammation of the heart muscles, it can also cause the heart. The infection of the heart muscles, it can cause the cardiac arrest it can lead to the cardiac arrest so once you have the inflammation on the heart muscles which prevent the normal uh, electrical impulse in the heart it leads to the heart muscle uh, to the heart attack and i mean cardiac uh, arrest so i couldn't say much that that is due to uh, Uh, vaccination, but I can say any inflammation or any abnormality of the heart muscle, it can lead to cardiac arrest.
1: So can vaccination lead to an abnormality of a heart muscle?
2: Maybe on on that note, uh, Tavis, uh, Doc, Mm -hmm. the main thing that is putting confusion uh, maybe in the uh, public domain is that is it the vaccine itself? Or is it COVID related?
0: Yes, I think yeah, itself, are, yeah, you, yeah I, I think you have put it very well. I don't think it's a vaccination as well. I myself, my thinking is that COVID related because the COVID infection that is a viral infection. It affects mostly the uh, the uh, I mean the most of the organs and the most target thing is the cardiovascular system. So. When is uh, the virus infection has effect, uh, infected the cardiovascular system? There is a inflammation and there is a recovery from that uh, uh, from that infection. Whereby there becomes the abnormality of the structure. Then medically, when there is abnormality of the structure, then it can lead to the uh, uh, cardiac arrest.
2: Maybe just to add. Uh- in, in sports now, in sports medicine, with, when it comes to the COVID uh, conditions, if an athlete is, is diagnosed with uh, COVID, mm-hmm. uh, after following the protocol you know, of coming back, that athlete is supposed to be assessed again. Mm. And then after yeah. being assessed, they also check your heart. Uh, we'll have to do the ECG so that they can check how is your heart and then you'll go again through a certain protocol that you must follow before you can be reintroduced into the sports activity
1: okay i think this answers the tweet then uh, from musala who says please ask what is the likely impact of post-covid impact especially those who had severe symptoms that's what you're talking about yes okay we're going to take a break there are still more questions we want to get through as we wrap up our conversation uh, with the dr cross Lungwa and
0: Tabiso Musiya on SAFM Okay
1: I want to go to the lines quickly because we can't keep a man with a great name holding there uh, Tabiso from Mahikeng good evening
4: Good evening sir how are
1: you Fine thanks and you go ahead what's your question All right
4: uh, I have a few comments and a question Oh, oh you're going like to have to stick to one that... Okay I would like the doctor there to elaborate further on athletic heart because most of the people, they think that exercising and having endurance exercise is good for your heart. But then with athletic heart, it's a different story altogether where exercises like doing the Combrick Marathon can have a negative impact on, on the heart. Then the okay. other thing that I wanted...
1: I'm, I'm I'm not going to have time for that, even though you've got a great name. Dr. Crosby Mlongwa,
0: athletic heart, can you just briefly explain that? The athletic art, uh, what happened is that as a normal uh, human being, me, if we're not doing more of the uh, athletes or not exercising, we have a normal heart and a normal uh, ventricles. What happened is that uh, when you are doing exercise a lot, the right ventricle, which pump the heart outside, it becomes enlarged. Like it uh, becomes enlarged because it must be able to fill more blood so that it can inject a, a larger volume of blood to the organs. So what happened at Abiso is that once you uh, exercise a lot, your normal heart rate it change. Our normal heart rate is between sixty and hundred, mm. whereas with the athletes who are exercising uh, regularly it becomes down. Sometimes you can even find it at 40 beats per minute. Instead of 70, you find it at 40 beats per minute, which is normal because the ventricle, uh, the chamber of that heart, mm-hmm. it becomes enlarged so that it can accommodate more blood volume. So when you do the ECG, it shows you that there is a hypertrophy of the ventricle the, because the chamber is enlarged we call it the hypertrophy which is a normal so when the exercise is not like me and there's a normal human being mm. they can have a long endurance okay. because of the athlete
1: i just want to go to this one dr Mlungwa. um there was somebody that asked what procedures do you follow uh, when somebody has collapsed or this uh, an incident has happened and can doctors miss the
0: sign also oh yeah, yeah i i had that look uh that's why we said we have to act quickly. It's a medical emergency. And then uh, people, they must know how to do CPR, which is a cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So immediately when you do that, you save the life of the, of the, of the people. So people, they must learn how to do CPR. All of CPR. us. All of us, everyone. Because it, so if you're at home, you must know the basics of doing CPR. Because if someone you are at home, someone just collapsed, You need only five minutes to resuscitate that person. Mm. If you go out and look for a help, then that is the end.
1: And and it's is time. How critical is time? Because Fabrice says his heart had stopped for seventy-eight minutes. Vivian Four was was declared dead after forty-five minutes. So time. How critical is time?
0: It it it, uh, it depends uh, on how much we we react. Because others they will tell you that. If you, uh, if someone collapses and there is no oxygenate, oxygenated blood to the brain, they said if it's less than five to ten minutes, mm. the brain can uh, uh, you can have a brain dead. Mm. But others they can recover. That's why I said sometimes time it depends on the, on the situation. Okay. On the on that. I
2: wanna and just, a- just on, on that one. Remember the incident I spoke about. Mm. the the basketballer. In e-
1: yeah, in the Egypt. Egyptian. Yeah.
2: yeah. That basketballer uh, fell during the game, fell mm. down. Uh, there were no EMS people Ooh. to resuscitate. And uh, that athlete was on the floor, I think, for about 45 minutes Ooh. before he was removed. By the time they came to pick up the athlete, already uh, that athlete was blue.
1: Ooh, ooh, okay. On the way
2: to the hospital, then passed away. Okay,
1: I think it talks to what the doc was saying. I'll ask you then, and as the just to take the last two. We have a minute and a half. Um, there was a about weight issues and fitness in sport. How do you find the the balance there? And also, there was a listener who has a left ankle and Achilles
2: pain who runs twenty kilometers a day. Uh, on the weight issue, just to to be brief about it, uh, any athlete. Or sports person, uh, we we have this uh, thing called BMI. Uh, the BMI it's the the weight that is calculated for you, which they use your height, uh, your age, and then and also your, your your weight. So it tells if you you are underweight, or uh, you are within you know that weight that is desired for you you overweight or you obese so <coughs> as a as a sports person uh, you're not supposed to be underweight or overweight regardless if, of your performances uh, rega- regardless of your pe- performance there's a science to it yes so you'll find that some athletes uh, they fall on the overweight but now they always strive to to move towards the desired weight so in many sports codes, they will say you're not eligible for participation if you overweight, overweight, yeah. it's way, be, be, you know, beyond okay. the weight that you, they can say, no, we can maybe take a chance and uh, give you just because
1: of time. Let's tackle the one of quickly Achilles and what what I would think if you run 20 Ks a day, I mean,
2: you're already putting yourself at risk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- there are a few things that can can result uh, in, in that. One, first look into uh, your shoe, your okay. running shoes, if they are in a good condition. Mm. Two, uh, to also check on your feet. You know, the athlete can go to a doctor or a podiatrist or mm. a physio where they can do the assessment. Mm. Because many runners, you'll find that they have a problem uh, with their arc. Mm. They have this thing called They're flat pro- foot. Oh, oh they yeah. don't
1: pronate or all of yeah. that. Yeah.
2: So if you have flat foot and you are a, a runner, you're most likely uh, going to suffer, you know, ankle problems, muscle problems and, and all that. Okay. So those are some of the things that they need to look into so that once you correct that, you definitely show you won't have that problem we're gonna to have to leave it
1: here dr Crosby mlungwa thank you very much for joining us in thank you we are completely out of time but definitely we'll come back with this topic again very soon
2: thank you thank you
1: i'll share the details on social media and the podcast if you want more information and you can also get in touch with the gentlemen that have joined us tonight